Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on, baby, don't you want to go? Well, come on, baby, don't you want to go? Welcome back, Bears fans. It is another edition of Bears Nation podcast. Myself, joined by Chris Nano and Kevin Lapka. We do have an update for the people. Josh Lyles has left the program. He is going on to be a dad again. He is about to welcome his second child, so congrats to Josh. We're very happy for him, so he has a lot more responsibility that he's about to take on in his life. We are happy to keep this going in his stead, though. Uh, Me and Josh had a Skype call about two years ago, almost two and a half years ago, uh, ready to start this podcast, and then Chris Nando came along, so... And then we got this thing rolling. Eventually, we added Kevin Lapka, obviously. So it's going to be the three of us from now on. Uh, Josh is still, I'm sure, listening to this to see if we say anything bad about Jordan Howard. So (laughs) I'm sure we will hear some messages from him if any of that happens. But congratulations to Josh. Going to welcome his second child in a few months. So awesome for him. Very happy for him. But that's not why you guys are here. This isn't the Josh Lyles podcast. This is a Bears Nation podcast. And we are here to talk about the Bears today. Going to do a division rundown for you guys. And then Kevin Lapka has some mailbag questions from you guys and from that little tinky brain of his. So let's get into it. Uh, division rundown. Do we want to start with the Bears or who do we want to start with, Kevin? This was your idea. Uh, let's start with the Lions. All right. Let's go team. <laughs> hey, but you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised because I actually don't have the Lions finishing last in this division. So although, I, you know, although I said Lions first. I actually don't have finishing last, but we'll start with the Lions. Chris, I want I want you to go first because I know I think I think you know as well. Are people sleeping on the Lions? Honestly, I, I'm I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. Um, my every time I see people predict, um, you know, a, a record for the Lions for this upcoming year, it's always like five wins or less. And I just, I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't really understand it. Um, I don't know if you guys remember last year before Stafford got hurt, that offense was moving the ball down the field. They looked really, really good. Like, I, I don't, I hope I'm not exaggerating, but like, I remember watching it. I was just like, holy shit. Like these, this offense is like pretty damn good right now. Um, and then obviously he went down and then everything just kind of went to crap. But, um, you know, like they, they just added, uh, Deandre Swift. Um, you know, they, they still have two good receivers in Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. And then also, I mean, two running backs as well. Carry on Johnson's still there. Um, if TJ Hawkinson takes that next, that next step, I mean, they have a, their offense is stacked. Um, it's not just good. Like it's stacked. So, um, as long as Matthew Stafford stays healthy, I think, you know, I think just, just based off the talent alone, I think uh, they can, they can win maybe, you know, seven, eight, even nine games. Um, you know, I still have them finishing last. I do just because I feel like the other three teams are slightly better in more areas, if that makes sense. But, 
yeah, I don't think the Lions are, are anything to, to sleep on. I, I really, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat us week one. Everyone's just like, whoa, like, what is the Lions? Like, you're supposed to be winning this game. And I'm just like, I told you guys so. Like, you know, if, if this team comes out napping week one, if the Bears come out napping week one, we are 100% going to lose that game. I'll, I'll just say that right now. Hmm. Yeah, um, the Lions, people forget, like, Matthew Stafford does a top seven eight, seven quarterback in this league. So yeah. he, he's great. I mean, he was a top pick for a reason. He was the one who was supposed to bring the Lions back to relevancy um, and then just had no talent around him. They finally have two legitimate receivers for the first time since, I mean, they had Calvin Johnson, but they didn't have anyone beside him. So yeah. they finally have two legitimate receivers. DeAndre Swift, I think, gives them a true bell cow running back for the first time in 20 years, 30 years, uh, they, they finally have someone there. And like you said, Hokinson, I, I think he would have played better if Stafford was still healthy last year. I think he oh, would yeah. have had that ability to take that step. So I think the Lions are a good offensive team, but that defense is still stinky. That defense is stinky. I love Jeff Okuda as much as the next guy, except maybe Chris if he's next to me. But... <laughs> Jeff Okuda is great, but he doesn't transform an entire defense. So you still need people to keep off other opposing offenses from putting points on the board. And the Lions haven't shown that over the last seven, five, seven years. So, uh, you know, I, I do also have the Lions finishing last. I think the Bears are a better team. But like Chris said, if you come out sleeping, this offense can put a good number of points up on the board on you. I think that defense is too good for this, but... We'll see. I, I think the Lions have everything in the making to be a nine and seven team. Yeah. The, the only thing about Jeff Okuda is like, like I love Jeff Okuda. Obviously, I'm an Ohio State guy. I think he's a great player. But I just never understood the offseason philosophy of let's get rid of Darius Slay and just replace him with Jeff Okuda because you get a younger player who could be just as good as Darius Slay, but you don't gain anything. It's a peer replacement. And I said that on that Mob Squad podcast of uh, Rams Nation that I was on. And I, you, know, you don't gain much. So you have a replacement and a young guy, but the defense doesn't get significantly better because of it. <clears throat> the one thing about the Lions, I, 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 they have a lot of talent, but I don't think Matt Patricia is a great coach at all. I know you guys can agree with that. He is just not the right coach for that team. I don't think he works well with his players. We've seen former players of the Lions come out and say very negative things towards Matt Patricia. So if there's going to be one thing that's holding them back, it's you know the relationship between the player and the coaches and how Matt Patricia does this year. But on paper, like you guys have said, I mean they have the talent to go eight and eight, seven and nine, maybe even nine and seven, uh, barring no injuries from Matthew Stafford or anyone else significant. So watch out for the Lions, man. I mean people are so easy to put them away because of their history, but it's not that simple. So Lions, uh, we'll get to our power rankings or our actually official division predictions at the end. But Lions are not a team to be slept on. Let's move on to the Vikings, okay? And I have a lot to say about the Vikings, but let's start with you, Chris. Uh, yeah, by far the most overrated team in the division. Uh, yep. <laughs> I just, I honestly just do not understand how people, like, I've seen more people uh, have them winning the division than people having the uh, Packers winning the division, which is really shocking to me. Um, I understand, yeah, like the Packers didn't necessarily, necessarily improve but we all know Aaron Rodgers is still there their defense is still really solid um and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones are still there so um you know it's th that's the Packers but for the Vikings I mean you lose you lose Stefan Diggs okay you lose Everson Griffin um Xavier Rhodes and Trey Waynes yeah I know they're not amazing but those are two cornerbacks that 
are replaced with rookies. So, I mean, you really don't know what you're going to get yet. Um, although I do love Jeff Gladney, and I'm, uh, I'm sick that he went to the Vikings. But, um, I mean, we still don't know what he's going to be. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, so they basically just replaced their key players with rookies. And, you know, those rookies have a ton of talent, a ton of potential. But, I mean, that's all it is right now is potential. So, um, I just I think they they lost a lot. And, and people are kind of not taking that into account because – um, I think because they had such a good draft, which is just super weird to me. Um, but yeah, I have, um, I, I don't have the, the Vikings winning the division. I would, I have them finishing, um, nine and seven, nine and seven, I think is fair. Yeah. I mean, the Vikings have been picked as the division favorite or the co-division favorite every year since Kirk Cousins got there. And Kirk Cousins is a fine quarterback. He's a top 15 quarterback? Oh, maybe? no, no. I'd say lower. Oh, right? okay. I don't know. You, you think he's not in the top half of the league? No, I think he is. I think, I think, he is. I think he's probably 15, 16 in that way. Like, like, when I say top 15, I'm saying, like, 15. Like, I'm not saying he's 11 or 10. He's probably about 15, 16. He's in, he's in the upper half of the league. And he's, above, he's an above-average quarterback. And that's why the yeah. Vikings paid him that money. Um, yeah. But the real thing here with the Vikings – is Delvin Cook. He is a superstar. He is a superstar. He showed that last year. He's going to make strides to winning an MVP. Um, and the Vikings are going to make the mistake of paying him a boatload of money because everyone knows you never pay a running back, folks. We saw that with Todd Gurley. We've seen that in the past with Adrian Peterson, although he probably made it worth it. But the Vikings are going to overpay Delvin Cook because he's a superstar running back. And all credit to him. He deserves it. He's a receiver, he's a good blocker, and he's an excellent runner, obviously. Um, and I love Delvin Cook. He was great for my fantasy team last year. Um, and obviously Adam Thielen is great. Uh, Rudolph is great. But they've shown that they can't show up in the big moments. They show that in the playoffs. They've shown that in every primetime game almost. Um, you know, I, I think the Vikings are good. I think they're a good team. They are a scary team for sure. I do get nervous when the Bears play this team because they are very good, especially last year when the Bears had Akeem Hicks out, when they had, were struggling with the run. And Dalvin Cook, you know, was that threat. But I think that the Vikings are flawed, especially without Diggs now, and especially losing pieces from their defense. And like Chris said, they're relying on a lot of young guys this year. They lost a lot of veterans. So. Um, that's tough for them. I still think this is probably a 10 win team, but I think that they don't win the division. They're scary though. I, you can't take them lightly as you know, I mean, the lions, we laugh at them a lot. We just said the lions are a good team, but the Vikings are still another tier or two up from the lions. I, I mean, I just like, I, I don't know. I, I actually don't know about that. Like, I think the Vikings and the lions are now around the same level as far as pure talent on paper. I mean, you the quarterback for the Lions is better. The wide receiver core for the Lions better. Running back, yeah, the Vikings have that beat. Defense, I don't. I think the Vikings defense going to be worse than half the teams in the league this year because of all they lost. And the, here's the reality of the situation and what we're currently dealing with right now: the whole coronavirus situation. And Chris mentioned, you know, the rookies, right? They're they're going to replace them with rookies. Well, here is why this is such an issue in 2020. Who even knows how long training camp is going to be? They might not even have optimal time to get on the field and prepare like they really would be able to in years past to get those rookies right on the field. I mean, they are relying on Justin Jefferson to replace Stephon Diggs, which is not going to happen. He might get 800 yards, but he's not Stephon Diggs. They're relying on Jeff Gladney to replace Xavier Oath and Trey Waynes, but you can't expect that 
if there's not going to be a big training camp, if any training camp at all. I mean, we just don't know. So that's where I'm really just looking at the Vikes. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand their plan right now. I mean, I really don't understand what they're trying to accomplish. I mean, they had a talented team and then all these guys walk away. And now it's like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think they're necessarily a Super Bowl ready team right now. So, and then you mentioned Dalvin Cook, that's a superstar player. But if Dalvin Cook goes out for injury again, that team might, win six games I mean that that dude holds their team together he is a superstar and I agree with that but that knee you gotta watch out for that knee with Dalvin Cook because it is concerning and and that's why you bring up the long-term contract and that makes it even more worrisome for the Vikings because of his health situation but um yeah I mean I definitely think people are still putting too much stock into the Vikings and not understanding how much they truly lost in the offseason so um we'll have to see and we'll get to it with the Bears, but I think people are also sleeping on, you know, the, what the Bears did last year and taking a lot of stock into that. Because I think this division is very wide open. And probably when you look sure. at it, the Vikings are probably the most put together team. You know, the Packers have their issues, a wide receiver and tight end. And, you know, their defense is better, but they still have, you know, so-so. And, yeah, Aaron Jones looked great last year, but we know this goes every year with every other year with the Packers. They find a running yeah. back, then they don't, then they do, then they don't. So uh, I think when you look at it, the Vikings are just the most put together team so people are putting a lot of stock into that i think people are also cutting kirk cousins a lot of slack because of the saints game because that (laughs) game no i mean that's truly that game kind of changed people's image of kirk cousins it really did i mean he was so abysmal in those petra situations and he you got to give credit to him the fact that he stepped up to the plate in that game but beyond that i mean the dude is still what like five and 25 or something in primetime game astronomical it's astronomical so um you know i i guess we can't really be talking because our quarterback situation isn't great which is why i don't really (laughs) speak too much about that but chris what were you gonna say my 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 thing with kirk cousins is like i really do think he has top 10 qb talent like i truly believe that the only thing is like like you guys said like he just he just shrinks in every big moment. That's why it's so hard to like rank a guy like Kirk Cousins because to me like as a pure quarterback like he he's I mean he's up there. I I really truly do believe he's up there. It just seems like when the pressure comes around, man, it's just like he like he, he folds. He folds every yeah. single time, and like it's just such a weird thing because you would think you know talented QB like that like. You know, your 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 mental strength should not be as weak as it is with all due respect. Like, it's just it's mind boggling to me. I don't know. It starts in practice when he says he's afraid of Khalil Mack coming off oh, the yeah. edge. That's yeah, exactly yeah. where it starts. You know what I mean? He doesn't help himself. Yeah. When he, exactly. when he said when he said that, I was like, yeah, like I, I wasn't even surprised. Like that that adds up. Yeah, I can see how. I can see how a guy like that would be scared of Khalil Mack. (laughs) Well, it doesn't help when he's arguing with his wide receivers on the sideline either. Kirk Cousins definitely is a flawed quarterback between the ears, but when he's on, he's on. And I think that's why people give him a lot of credit. I want to ask you guys this question regarding Stephon Diggs. I've seen a lot of people on Vikings Twitter saying, well, this is an addition by subtraction type scenario. And I just, you know, like, sure, locker room vibes, vibes, if you want to call it, may be better. But you can you you can't lose Stephon Diggs and say your offense is going to be better. Right. Yeah, that that is a take that that's that's stinky poo poo. Like that is a (laughs) terrible take. Like, yeah, Stephon Diggs is clearly a top. I keep pulling these numbers out, but I mean, top. 12 wide receiver i like I'm, that I'm, I'm going higher man really you go high, top 10 for chris top like eight yeah okay okay yeah i mean that's fair i mean he's anywhere from that seven to 12 range yeah. like i think he's not quite top five but he's up there and you know that that year that him and Thielen were 
going bananas. What was that two years ago? Yeah. And they still didn't win anything. But uh, I mean, that year with Keenum, they were both incredible. So and Thielen pushed it a little bit there, but then him and Cousins are basically punching each other in the face <laughs> on the sidelines. Let them help. But I mean, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen has got a great weapon in Diggs. I think we're going to see Josh Allen take a major step forward this year because of it. Like, yeah, that that's a terror. That, again, like I said, stinky poo poo. Like, that's terrible. <laughs> no, like, like, do you guys know? I know you guys follow college athletics enough to know this, but you know when, uh, you know, like a guy drops his uh, top three schools that he's, you know, considering or whatever, top three, top five, and then he goes to make his decision and all the schools are like, of the fans are like rooting for, you know, the guy to pick their school and then he doesn't pick their school and they're like, you know, like we didn't really need him anyways. Like yeah, you know, there's, there's other players like that. We, that's, what, that's, that's what like, Illinois is doing with Sean D. Brown right now. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I mean, that's kind of what this reminds me of. Like you're, you're really telling me that you guys got better. Like, let's be real here. Yeah. He, he, was he a drama queen at times? yeah sure whatever you can go say that diva diva stuff but i mean that's a huge loss like there's no way around that everybody with a working brain knows knows that that's the fact absolutely all right let's move on to the green bay packers that team let's uh you know talk i'm about not stinky poop. I, yeah let's talk about stinky <laughs> poop boy let's get into it uh chris one of you chris or jake please lay into the green bay packers right now please um you know they drafted Jordan Love when they needed a receiver. Um, so we'll start <laughs> off with that. No, but in all seriousness, like, I I just feel like the Packers will regress simply because they just didn't get any better. Like, I actually have no idea in what area they got better because I don't see an area they got better in. Like, um, I mean, that Christian Kirksey move, if he stays healthy, I guess he he's a more talented linebacker than um, Blake Martinez. But, I mean, you're asking a guy who's played, I don't know, God knows, he's missed so many games over the past couple of years. Like, I don't even remember. But, um, yeah, I mean, that they took, like, a risk on Christian Kirksey. Um, you know, Devin Funches, uh, like, Devin Funches, I mean, the guy looks like he's running in thick mud every time he takes off. <laughs> like, can't even, like I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they didn't improve at all. And, you know, if you don't if you don't improve, I think you guess get worse. So I, I'm expecting them to regress a little bit. Um, but I, I still think they're a team you have to worry about for sure. Like yeah, that, the thing that, that scares me about the Packers is that that is that they lit a fire under Aaron Rodgers by drafting Jordan. Yeah. I'm scared he's just going to go on a revenge tour and say, all right, screw you guys. I still got gas in the tank, plenty of it. Here we go. Watch me win an MVP award. That's what scares me about that, um, especially because he's still rocking that sweet mustache. So, like, Aaron Rodgers has still got it. We've seen it over and over and over again. He's still got the fastball. He's still he's still a top four, three, four quarterback in this league. He is absolutely one of the best players in the league. Aaron Rodgers you know, and we've never disrespected him on the show. We've always given Aaron Rodgers credit where credit's due. But like Chris said, they didn't add anything. They didn't do anything. Their defense was good last year. And then they said, all right, we'll leave it. Fine. Great. Perfect. And he said, okay, I, I think just on Aaron Rodgers alone is worth seven wins. But in, in, the, in Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones are probably worth another one combined, one or two. But it's just it depends on the defense for the Packers. It depends on what the defense does. It depends on if they have a second wide receiver emerge. So those are questions that need answers. And you know, obviously the NFC North for every team, 
full of questions. We just talked about the Lions and the Vikings and their questions. And the Packers obviously have questions at receiver. They don't really have a tight end right now either. Um, you know, we took the Bears took Jimmy Graham from them. They didn't draft one. So it, it, it's a weird situation for them, but they're still probably a scary 10 or 11 win team. When you you actually bring up a really good point. I've even thought about that side of it, like Aaron Rodgers lighting on fire under him. That does scare me a little bit now that you say it. But I also see it as I think there's a fractured, very fractured relationship between him, the front office, and Matt LaFleur. I don't know if you guys remember, but, you know, watching a lot of Packers games last year, they really didn't have the greatest relationship. And it was kind of evident <laughs> watching the games. So, and, you know, they would talk to the media and say, oh, no, we're good. I mean, you know, I, I Aaron Rodgers wants things done his way. And I think Matt LaFleur is in there saying we, he wants to do it his way. Yeah. And honestly, I think the move to pick Jordan Love is – kind of was sticking it to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's kind of the way I see it because it's literally unexplainable. And I think it was Matt LaFleur sending a message saying, look, I'm going to run this team the way I want to run it, and you better get out of the way. And that is cause for disaster. That's two forces going at each other, and it's just going to explode. So there's two sides of it. Either Jake could be right, and he could light a fire and just go off and say, you know, screw you. I still am, you know, one of the better – I mean, he is one of the better quarterbacks to lead, but he can go out there and prove that. Or – It's just going to be a dumpster fire, and he's going to have no chemistry with Matt LaFleur. Things are going to go south, and he may be on a different team. Maybe the Chicago Bears in 2021. We'll get to that that question later because I do want to bring that up. But, yeah, definitely something to look out for. It could be a storm brewing in Green Bay. But anything else you guys got for them? Um, You know, I just – like, it's so – now that you guys bring up all these points, like, I I really truly find it hard to believe that they'll finish – um, somewhere in the middle. Like, I feel like they'll either be really good again or yeah. be absolutely terrible. And, like, terrible by, like, Packers standards is, like, 6-10. and 10. Like, I'm not talking, like, 2-14. and 14. But um, I just think, like, well, like you said, like, if they're actually going to clash during the season, I mean, that that that's a recipe for disaster. Like, that, there's really no other way to explain that. Those, those are, like, perfect words. Like, recipe for disaster. It's not going to be pretty. Um and, you know, it, it dates back to like to last season. Like you said, I remember my dad uh, was telling me he was like, uh, you know, you know, Matt LaFleur and uh, and Aaron Rodgers. He's like, Chris, like they don't seem to be getting along. He's like, dude, have you like realized that? <laughs> I'm just like, no, like, you know, and I, I started paying attention to it. I'm just like, holy shit. Like these guys like have a ton of disagreements. And mm-hmm. I m- maybe they were overblown a little bit by the media because we know what we know the media tends to do that. Um, but you know, I, I really, I really don't think they are fond of each other. Um, and like you said, Kevin, I mean, this could absolutely, this could have been the, the nail in the coffin, uh, for the relationship between them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I have no more notes on the Packers. That was pretty much it for me. We'll have to see what goes on with that relationship. But let's go to our Chicago Bears. And guys, I mean, the barrage is on by the national media. Jason La Confara, I'm not very fond of him, but he comes out and says, we are a bottom five team in the league. USA Today, who USA Today has probably got some of the worst predictions I've ever seen in recent history, came out today, said the Bears are going to be three and 13. Matt Miller, Bleach Report, Bears are going to be a bottom five team. Guys, What's going on here? And tell me why the Bears are not going to be a three and thirteen. Three and thirteen uh, team. <laughs> yeah. So the defense alone is winning you seven games minimum. Um, yeah. I truly six, six seven games. Uh, I'll be a little bit more generous. 
six, seven games. You know, I can't be can't be too biased, even though I could probably go higher, but we'll, <laughs> we'll leave that. No, but um, honestly, like the, the defense is just I mean, they they honestly got better. They, they really, truly did get better. Um, you can argue they're as good as they were in 2018 uh, on paper, at least. Um, so, you know, it, it's just one of those things that, that defense is not letting this team finish with 13 losses. It's just not happening. Uh, and you know, it's, if we get any type of improvement from the quarterback position, like anything, I think we're going to be much, much better off. Um, but then the biggest question mark to me is actually not the QB. I, the biggest question mark to me is offensive line. Like I, I truly just, if the offensive line does well, I think this is a playoff team. Like if they're protecting um, the quarterback, whoever it may be, uh, they're opening up holes for David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, and potentially another guy. Um, you know, th- this is a team that's making the playoffs. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, you know, Allen Robinson, you have Ted Ginn, you have Anthony Miller, Riley Ridley, Darnell Mooney, um, Jimmy Graham, Colkmet, if they give you anything, um, you know, which I think they will. I think they'll 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 give you numbers. Both of them will give you numbers that will combine to uh, numbers of a very very good tight end, like one very good tight end. And I think yeah. that's really all we need. So, um, yeah, three and thirteen is absolutely ridiculous. Um, I can definitely see why people would have question marks and say, you know, we don't make the playoffs. But three and thirteen is just like I, I feel like you're. You, you're almost like trying to either piss people off or you have some sort of hate for a team for the bears. If you're honestly predicting they go three and 13. Yeah. Like Chris said, this defense is worth at least five, six wins. Um, well, and let's break it down. And I will say I was worried about the bears defense, but then they added Jalen Johnson. They added Tayshawn Gibson and you shored up these holes that you had. So now corner is stronger safety is stronger defensive line will be stronger by just guys being healthy so you have these guys back and you're probably back to being a top three four defense in the league um and that's worth five to six wins as we saw last year um and you know so safety great eddie jackson tayshawn gibson corner you have uh kyle fuller and jalen johnson and buster screen perfect great Linebacker, you have Danny Trevathan and a healthy Roquan Smith. Defensive line, you're looking at uh, Akeem Hicks. You're looking at uh, Khalil Mack. Why am I blinking on these names right now? I don't know. Um, (laughs) But you have this defensive line that's great, and you have added edge rushers too. So you're looking better, and you're looking like, okay, this defense shored up great. Took care of the holes that you had to take care of. Offense is the question, obviously. Like quarterback is the biggest one. Um, offensive line is the next one. You didn't address offensive line really in the draft with anybody. You're hoping Rashad Coward will be good. You're hoping that Bobby Massey and Charles Leno regress positive. They're not regress, but progress. Whatever the whatever the math term for that is, where they regress to the mean, I guess. Um, where they're better. <laughs> like they're, they're not going to be as good as they were in 2018, but they can't possibly be as bad as they were in 2019 either. So they're somewhere in the middle where they meet. Um, but quarterback is obviously the biggest. You need someone who can lead you down the field, throw touchdowns. You know, maybe he's not scrambling and has the best athleticism, Kevin, but we've seen that some, this, some other people in that room can win games. Um, or you have an Aaron Rodgers situation where you have someone come in for your replacement fire lit under you and you go back and you say, all right, I'm going to stick it to you now. Either way, I'm fine with either. (laughs) That's fine. Either way that results in wins. I think if you're looking at this team on paper, 
you have a 10 or 11 win team again. I don't think you're a 13 win team, 12 win team like you were, but uh, in 2018, but you exceeded expectations that season too. You people weren't ready for you. People hadn't seen what your offense was going to be. Um, and you don't really have that opportunity anymore, but like you guys said, you have Allen Robinson, you have Dave Montgomery, you have Tariq Cohen, you have a good room in the tight ends room. Now you think on paper, at least with Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet. So the pieces are there. It's just a matter of it all coalescing into the final product, which is a question. That's the biggest question for the bears. I think, can it all come together? And that's exactly not predictable right now. I mean, that I think that's what keeps people worried, but I just don't, you know, I, I understand it's a quarterback league and, and Chris, I know you put on Twitter, you said, you know, what are the issues other than the quarterback situation? What do other people and NFL fans see about the bears? And Chris, what, what were the responses from the Twitter poll? Because other than the quarterback situation, we, you guys just went through it. This roster got better. I think it almost everywhere. It got better. So what else is making people believe the bears aren't going to be a playoff team other than the quarterback? Honestly, I remember a Robert Quinn. That's who I was forgetting. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, but uh, like I, I, the only thing people I remember people saying uh, was just the quarterback uh, position. That was literally it. Yeah. Uh, I, but the only the other thing is I saw a couple people talking about how there's nobody good on our offense besides Allen Robinson. I've actually seen that take a lot uh, recently. So I don't know exactly. I mean. The thing is, people just don't pay attention. People don't care to pay enough attention yeah. to to, te- to players they don't necessarily care about. Like, Al Robinson's a superstar, and we don't necessarily have another superstar, so people are not going to really give a shit. Uh, that's just how it goes. So um, it's not true, but, yeah, they talked about the quarterback and not enough uh, skills players. So, But I brought that up because, all right, even if it is just the quarterback, and I'm at the point where it's like, you know, if I don't really almost like sure, would I rather maybe have it be Mitch? Yeah, but I'm almost at the point where I think it's either if it's Mitch or Nick Foles, it'll approximately be the same record in my opinion, the way I'm looking at it right now. So, and you mentioned in the beginning when you first started talking about it, Chris, you said they literally can't get worse than they did last year, and they were still eight and eight. So that is just where I like if they get if they're the twentieth best offense in the league. 20th. We'll give them 20th. Are, I mean, they're a playoff team, right? If they're just the 20th best offense. I mean, I I would think so. If they get that type yeah. of product, because that's the other thing. Last year, they weren't getting blown out. Maybe the Saints game, they were, you could argue, was a semi-blowout, but every game was within reach. You know every single week, 1 through 17, they are going to have a chance to win the game because of the defense. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't understand it. It's mind-boggling to me. I think it's ignorant, and I think people are just, you know, people say the media's out to get the Bears. I don't know how much I believe in that. I just think that they're not really understanding what the Bears did in the offseason and how they don't have to do a lot to be much better than they were last year. So, uh, Robert Quinn, real quick, uh, you brought that up, and I want you to elaborate on Robert Quinn because, I you know, I look, I think this is the best front seven in football, almost by far, in my opinion. And I think Robert Quinn adds to that 100%. Do we agree the Bears' front seven is best in football? Yes, to me. I think the 49ers have a good claim. They have sure, a but really good claim. Buckner, they, it isn't as strong, but they have a hell of a claim for sure. Right. I mean, I think I think it's neck and neck between those two. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, 
and I was on that Mob Squad podcast. Again, I mentioned that with the mm-hmm. with the Rams. Shout out to those guys. But they said the secondary got worse. I know you guys disagree with that. But, if, you know, you look at the talent and you maybe think, well, you have an unproven rookie and you have Deshaun Gibson. But the secondary gets better more from a schematic point than anything, right, with with what's at stake with the safeties? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Deshaun Gibson, I think, is going to come in. And um, I think he's – it's funny because Adrian Amos was – the like furthest thing from a ball hawk uh yeah Kaha clinton dix was a ball hawk and i feel like Deshaun gibson's literally somewhere in the middle which is like the funniest thing about it um so i think sean gibson can play in the box he can also be that ball hawk for you so um in terms of a fit next to eddie jackson i think this is i don't know if they're they could have found a better guy yeah i i think any anybody you put next to eddie jackson is going to succeed but Tayshawn Gibson is really good at that. Ha ha Clinton Dix, you could tell sometimes he wasn't sure what kind of player he was supposed to be yeah. at certain points. Um, and he kind of backed off in favor of Eddie Jackson sometimes. Um, but I think, like Chris said, Tayshawn Gibson is a perfect compliment. He'll know his role. And you lose Prince. I think when you trade Prince and Mukamara for Jalen Johnson, yes, it's an unproven rookie. But... Prince wasn't great last year and he was hurt a lot. He wasn't 2018 Prince. So that's fine. Like, I I think there's a lot of people putting stock into that. And as they should, you have the film on Prince and you have, you know, you can see the in-game footage against pro teams, but Johnson's a perfectly fine replacement. And if you have to, you put him in the slot and put screen on the outside. Do I love that? No, but would it work? Yes, I think. Not screen, Absolutely. not screen on the outside, baby. Kevin Tolliver. <laughs> there you go. Fine, we'll give Kevin Tolliver some run. We haven't talked about him for a while. Jalen Johnson is kind of silent to Kevin Tolliver, so Chris yeah. got to show him some love. <laughs> of course, you know I had to throw in that that little jab. <laughs> Last note about the Bears, and you know, as much as it does pain me to just see analysts, you know just destroying the bears it does pain me a little bit but at the same time i think it is good for them because i would agree i think we can agree that team need to be humbled a little bit right they were a little bit um arrogant last year you could argue thought they were all that and and josh wood said that on the podcast when he came on with us so you know this will be humbling for them and we're back to being underdogs which is exactly where they were in 2018 i think just the way matt Nagy is and the way that culture is i think they thrive better as underdogs so maybe this is a good thing maybe all these analysts saying they're going to be a 3-13 is team is, got, is just going to get them fired up, ready to go, and have the underdog mentality, which they you know, have provenly succeeded better at when you look at 2018 versus 2019. So let's to our uh, – if you guys want to do it, we'll do record predictions. I, actually, I do have one more note about the Bears. Yeah, I do think all, all of the things that we've said, all the concerns, I, won't, I don't think they're a 3-13 team, but these analysts, like you say, Kevin, they bring up valid points. It's not sure. like they're just saying, oh – we're throwing it out there and hoping it sticks against the wall. There are valid concerns with the bears. There are things to be worried about, but yeah, I think three and 13 is a little low, but I think that at worst, I mean, I I think at the worst, they are probably a five or six one team. There aren't, it's not like the bears. And obviously this is a bears podcast. So we're very pro bears and we want to think the best, but on the flip side of that coin, there is a possibility that this is a bad team. But that's where I'm so in the middle is because like, we were the worst we could get on offense last year, and we still won eight games. Right. So that's why I'm like, I feel like even if it all goes wrong, like we could, like the Bears could still be a seven-win team. Which obviously, sure. like you're, you're, you actually probably hate that scenario where you're seven and nine, and you're just stuck in a, you know, in, in a limbo there at seven and nine. But, um, you know, I, you know, I feel like 
just based on what we saw last year, like the wor- the worst they could get to me is like six, seven wins. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I, the, dude, the only thing, like, pretty, it's pretty much exactly what Kevin was saying. Like, in my head last year, like, I don't think it would have been possible for them to play any worse on offense. Like, like in my head, like, when I think back to the season, if I didn't know, if I just watched the games and I did not know what record they finished with, I would think the Bears won, like, four or five games. Like, I'm <laughs> not even kidding. Like, yeah, I yeah. Swear to God. So, like, it that is kind of a good point on Kevin's end, but... Um, like JJ Stankovitz said the other day, uh, the other whenever we did it, like last week, he he said um, he said when when you're when you still don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be, that means you don't have a very good quarterback. So um, you know, at, at yeah. it, it it makes sense. So like Jake does have to have the point to like it's like you know expectations are I feel like should be high, but you know. It's one of those things where they can definitely fall flat on their face. And I feel like not too many of us would be surprised um, if I'm being honest. So, yeah, it's just it's going to be a wait and see game, man. It's going to be really interesting. This division, in my opinion, is up for grabs. So it is up for grabs. I do want to give a slight shout out to Nick Wright of Fox Sports Fund, who had the Bears going 12 and four. Thank you, Nick. You are the only one riding with us. We appreciate Nick Wright. Are we really going to ride with (laughs) That. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not the guy you want to ride with. Do we, we want to pin? Our, do we want to pin our hopes on what Nick Wright said? <laughs> <laughs> but Chris mentioned it. He said wide open. So you don't have to give me record predictions, but just hierarchies. Four, three, two, one. Uh, bottom up. We'll start with you. Jake. Who do you? How do you think this division plays out? I mean, like we were talking about this entire segment, that it's so hard to predict. Oh, I will go. I'm still going to go with the Packers. I think the Packers are a 11 and five team. I think they, I think Aaron Rodgers comes out. I think he balls out before possibly going to another team um, just to say, Hey, Matt LaFort, eat it. And so I think that's a possibility. Um, I do what I've seen of Aaron Jones. I do think he's got it. I think they might skip that running back curse where they, don't have one this year and then do have one the next year. Um, so I, I think the Packers are an 11 win team. I think the bears are, this is, this is things go correctly, but not perfectly. I think there's some struggles and some bumps early in the season where you're figuring things out. So I think the bears are probably a 10 win team. Um, I think they're probably 10 and six second in the division. I would say just because I think what puts them ahead of the Vikings who I have at also 10 and six, but I think the Vikings probably, are, the Bears are above them through just head to head, because the Bears, as we've seen, are still even even in the at their worst last year, they're able to handle the Vikings. Yeah. So um, I I do think that. So I think I have the Bears and Vikings at ten and six, but I have the Bears two, the Vikings three, and then the Lions. I have them four. I think they take a step forward, but I still think they're a seven and nine team. Chris, yep, yeah, I'm gonna go Bears number one, uh, ten and six. I. Look, I, I'm trying not to make this sound biased, but like I, I just truly believe they've improved in so many areas, uh, and you know the areas where they needed the most help, other than the offensive line. But you know we talk about Juan Castillo and what he's done with mm-hmm. offensive linemen. So um, you know if that goes if that goes how we think it'll go, um, you know I think we'll be in business. So uh, I'm gonna say the Bears win the division, ten and six. I think ten and six wins the division this year. Um, just because I think it's going to be a dogfight. Um, 
I'm going to have the Packers in second. Uh, I'm going to also have them 10 and six. Uh, so yeah, I think Packers will also make the, the playoffs. Um, and then the Vikings, I'm going to go eight and eight. Um, I truly think they're an eight and eight team. Uh, I think, you know, the, they're going to be what the bears were last year. Um, not necessarily yeah. team, team identity, but kind of, you know, just kind of up and down. Uh, that's how I see them. I think they're going to have some high points, some low points. And then fourth, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the lions. I think, um, six, six or seven wins, I think is fair. Uh, I'll, I'll give them seven wins just out of generosity, but yeah, lions seven and nine finish fourth, but yeah. So bears, Packers, Vikings, lions in that order. Okay. I'm throwing in a curveball. I got Bears one, Packers two, Lions three, Vikings four. I wow. think I think the Vi- I'm telling you, man. I just I don't under I don't see it. I don't see how they can replace all their talent with rookies. And you know I went through that. Um, Bears I just think are a talented team. And I again I'm worried about the Packers with that fractured relationship. So we'll see how it plays out. Those are our rankings. Let's go to a few questions we have from the mailbag. This first question is kind of fun. Uh, it, it's you know Mike Evans came out yesterday saying LeBron is the best athlete of all time, and it. It had one of our listeners thinking about who the best athlete is on the Bears. Who would you go with as the best athlete on the Bears? And you have to take in consideration Ted Ginn, who just came in. Uh, I'll give my answer first so I give you time to think of it. I, I'm going to Tariq Cohen, the man backflipped and caught a football on both hands with one hand. That's all I need to see to prove that he's the most athletic player on that team. Jake? <clears throat> it's got to be Eddie Jackson, right? Oh, you think? Like, yeah, that's. I, I just, I just don't think, and and Cole commit is a very close second because he was yeah. a two sport athlete at a very high level, college level at Notre Dame. But it's got to be Eddie Jackson. Just when you look at him move, like you can just see the way he moves. He's just got that pure athleticism and came back from a broken leg to be a top two safety in the league. So it's got to be Eddie Jackson. I have, man. It's between two people for me. And, Ooh. like, you you guys both have very good answers. Don't get me wrong. But I just – just for the sake of this whole exercise, I just went – so, okay, defensively, I mean, Khalil Mack, like, let's sure. be real. Like, that that would make sense. Khalil yeah. Mack, I mean, he's a freak athlete. Um, but on offense, like, man, I really think Anthony Miller deserves a shout. Sure. Yeah. Like, you know, some of the catches he's made um, – you know, there was one catch, I think it was against Denver or Oakland. Um, I don't remember which one, but the ball got chucked up to him and he just went up in between like a couple players and just brought it down. He was, this guy was in like mid air and just did some <laughs> crazy stuff. His footwork is insane. Um, yeah. He gets open and he's also fast. Like people forget that he's, he's really fast. Um, so yeah, Anthony Miller, um, Khalil Mack, Eddie Jackson, Terry Cohen. I think all of those are, are really good answers. I would agree that you can make an argument for every one of those guys. Let's go on to our next question. Although he may not be the most athletic wide receiver, is he, I think we know who we're talking about here, Allen Robinson, is he a top 10 wide receiver in the National Football League? Chris is nodding his head aggressively. Aggressively. Yes, Yes, 100%. Absolutely. This guy has balled out with every quarterback you can think of that's not very good. Um, (laughs) He's balled out consistently. Um, and he's done all this after coming back from from an ACL surgery. So uh, let's be real. He's top 10 and there's really nothing you can do about it. So, yep. <sighs> top 10. All right. 
You could, you could, here, I could, if you want to have the question be easier, say like in 2020, could he be a top 10 receiver? Because well, maybe. I, could, you know yes. I mean? In 2020, yes, he could be. I don't think right now he is. He's probably in that like 12, 11 to 13 yeah. range. Right. He's probably, because I mean, like, Julia, you got Julio, DeAndre, I think he's better than OBJ. Uh, Keenan Allen, I think is probably better than Allen Robinson. Right now, as of this recording, sure. Right on this day, on <laughs> yeah. May 20th, 2020, I would put Keenan Allen above uh, Allen Robinson. Michael Thomas. I, Tyree, I do think Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill, six. Stephon Diggs is probably above Allen Robinson. Devontae right Adams. Eh. I'd put Devontae Adams above him right now. But right, that we'll could change. Adams. That, could, that could very um, well change in 2020. I don't know. And then, I mean, then you have the other two, the other two that would probably round out the top 10 for me would either be, would be Mike Evans and maybe Amari Cooper ish. Mm. Like that's mm. like, it, it kind of gets muddy. So yeah, probably he is probably top 10. Um, right now, as of this recording, I'll put him at 11, but I think <laughs> after 2020, assuming there is football, uh, I think he'll be top 10. I would agree. I mean, this dude. I was going back and watching the tape, and I was just like, man, like mm. I feel like we, like we, we don't take it for granted, but other people do, man. Like uh, these other, I don't like. It's so funny because there's so many situations where Bears. I mean, that's just part of being a fan, but we're so high on certain guys and the right. team as opposed to yeah. and that's what it is to be a fan. But you know, with Alan, like I, I mean, just watching the tape, I was like, holy shit! Like well, this, I think, like I think people are starting to realize that too because now he's two years removed from that injury. Yeah, and, and now we're starting to see that, yeah. especially last year, we saw that athleticism start to show up again. So I think yeah, people are realizing that hey. This this guy is legit again. You know, like, when he's healthy, he's legit. And he's been healthy. So this this guy had 1.1 k yards with seven touchdowns on an offense that literally couldn't move the ball. Like it really doesn't yeah. feel like he had. <laughs> like those Darn. stats are incredible. For I would I would have never guessed 1100 yards. I would have never yeah. guessed that. I, yeah. I would have been somewhere in the 800 to 900 range. Yeah, like it's wild, man. It's crazy. I, I have no like, jeez, man. It, it's it's one of those things where it's like this dude was balling out with. Like everybody was playing, everybody around him was playing like a scrub. Let's be honest. Like everybody was playing like a scrub, and yeah. he was the only one that showed up consistently. Like it's it's crazy. I want to just this isn't a listener question, but I want to leg off of that. Will Allen Robinson be the best wide receiver in Bears history? Prediction. Uh, oh, to me, this is not even close. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. I I think I think you can already make the the argument that he's the most talented wide receiver we've ever had and by the time talented the brandon marshall really oh yeah oh yeah to me oh yeah, yeah. I, I think okay i think brandon marshall um they're very similar i feel i really do think they're very yes. similar i think alan robinson's slightly more well-rounded route runner mm-hmm. and he has better hands because i remember brandon marshall had like some really weird drops once in a while yeah. and don't get me wrong he was fantastic fantastic grand marshall was a beast but um yeah i think alan robinson is just slightly more polished than him um but you know it's hard it's hard to say he's for sure better than brandon marshall because of you know everything brandon marshall's done put up some crazy good numbers but i'm like in a few years i think this is not even going to be a debate like i truly if alan robinson sticks with us for what two three more years i think it's not even it's not even close 
Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Assuming he gets this damn extension at some point, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. it, then yeah. yes, I, I would agree. I think right now your top receiver ever is probably Brandon Marshall, but I think Allen Robinson is right there. Yeah, it was JJ Stankovitz on our show last week who said they he 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 confidently said the Bears are going to get it done, but he did bring up the point that the Bears usually do extend players in August, and I think. Just considering the current situation, there's a lot of other things to, to worry about. So maybe it's not on the top of their priority list. It should be just because of how good of a player he is. But there are a lot of things going on right now. So we could probably expect that to happen later rather than sooner, honestly. So right. keep the hashtag trending, though. Keep that hashtag <laughs> yeah, trending. I'm sure they've seen it. I'm sure they have seen it. So um, one more question, and this is uh, you know relevant to what we were talking about earlier with the Packers, and I kind of hinted at it. Um, not only do you think is it realistic to say Aaron Rodgers will be a bear in 21 in 2021, but would you want him to be a bear in 2021? Um, oh, stop yeah. it, Chris. Yes. Stop yes, it. Yes. It is a yes. And it's not even close. <laughs> yes. It's not yes, even yes. close. You're right. You guys are right. But you know, I, I tweeted about this a couple of weeks ago and I said that he's, um, you know, it's a no brainer and stuff, but I, I've kind of been thinking about it. Like, this is a dude who literally just spent his entire career beating up on us. And it just feels like, like, this is honestly equivalent to like selling your, your soul to the devil. Like, like think about it. I mean, this is a dude who, if selling your soul to the devil means you get a top three quarterback in the league, sign me up every day of the week, including Sunday on the Lord's day. Give me the devil soul. I don't care. No, Dude, for sure. Aaron Rodgers sure. is MVP in this league. Like, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah, there's no doubt. That's why, like, it's impossible to say no to this question. But, you know, it's just like this dude, uh, this dude, uh, Aaron Rodgers, made my childhood a living hell. Like, what, people, I think I told you guys this, I told you guys this last year. Like, people, like, kids grew up being scared of monsters and ghosts and stuff. <laughs> I was scared of freaking Aaron Rodgers. This is the dude that literally tortured my like happiness as a child. Like <laughs> so many on so many different occasions. Chris I, was perpetually I, unhappy from the month of August to February. <laughs> I swear to God, every single year. But yeah, no, I mean it's a no-brainer. You would happily take Aaron Rodgers, and you know you put Aaron Rodgers on this team. I think pretty much everyone is telling you they're they're the, the best team in the league. So um, yeah, I'm for sure saying yes to that. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. Yes, as well. I mean, it, it it's so hard to envision it, and it's so hard to accept it. But man, like, if you're if you're Aaron Rodgers, and you and let's say things don't end well in Green Bay, right? And you want to stick it to Green Bay? Oh, for you sure. You go to the Bears oh. and win a Super Bowl. Am I right? For sure. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up because word for word during the draft, my dad said the same thing. He's like, the biggest f you to the Packers from Aaron Rodgers would be if he was just like, all right, you guys, you guys want Jordan Love? You can have Jordan Love. I'm going to Chicago and we win a Super Bowl up there. Like, you know what I mean? That would be that would be nuts. That would be nuts. <laughs> That'd be absolutely incredible. All right. Uh, we do have one would you rather question. Not a lot to talk about. So we've only got one. Um, but it is relating to the Bears record and what could transpire in 2021 based off of what happens this year. So the question is, would you rather go three and 13 or? Or go eight and eight, right? Because eight and eight, you're kind of, you know, you don't, you don't move any, you won't move the needle, and then it's, you know, you don't have a high draft pick to possibly draft a quarterback. You go three and thirteen, it doesn't really feel great. You're not a good team, you know. JJ Stankovic said Ryan Pace wouldn't get fired no matter the record. We will have to see if that holds true. But if you were three and thirteen, 
you would get a top pick, maybe a Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. So that's the question. Would you rather go 3-13 or 8-8 eight and eight in 2020? Um, just to clarify, just to clarify, <laughs> I, 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 I do think Stankovich said that um, he's not getting fired unless, like, they were literally hot garbage. And I, and in my opinion, three and 13 I, sure. is hot garbage. Okay. So like, I think, I think th- I want to say three and 13, but like, that's just like the nail in the coffin of the team just being dead. Like it's, it's over. Like the dream's over. Like everything <laughs> we built the last couple of years is over. See, but I disagree with that. Dead. I completely really? disagree with that. I would really? say that you're three and 13. You say, all right, this is the final sign. You know you have to move in a different direction. Pace is gone. Quarterback's gone. You keep the defense. You say, hey, we have Khalil Mack. We have Akeem X. We have Robert Quinn. We have Eddie Jackson. These guys are under contract. We still have Jalen Johnson, who's still under his rookie contract. Roquan Smith. You have these guys. I think that's okay. We got to switch things up on offense. Maybe the head coach is gone. I, I doubt it, but I would. Oh, I think Ryan, yeah. Pace, Ryan Pace would probably go before Matt Nagy. But I think you go 13-13, you say, all right. We have this opportunity because three and ter- three and thirteen. What the hell? Three and thirteen. You're probably top five pick, right? So you're sure. in that I position to get. I, I think Lawrence will probably be number one. Justin Fields, you're probably at that. You know, four, three, four position. Trade up. Screw it. You can <laughs> just, you know, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's a full circle, baby. It's a full. Circles. Trade off from three to two again. Oh, so you do it, and you got to do what you got to do. You get Justin Fields, and then you have that two, probably two years after you. Assuming this comes to pass, you get Justin Fields. You have probably two years to say, all right, let's do this. Like this is our window. Even though you know Cleo Mack will be older, Robert Quinn will be older, blah blah blah, whatever. Sure thing. Zip it. You have two years. If you if you end up drafting Justin Fields, you have two years. Kevin looks like a Muppet right now. You have two years to win a championship, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I, I agree with Maybe that. Maybe three. But I was saying three and 13, like, it's kind of like the moment of realization, like, like freak. Like, it just didn't pan out. Like, it didn't work out. The whole – because – Look, the GM has a specific plan. Like he's he's never he's not stopping. Like he doesn't stop to to you know um, he doesn't stop for anything. You know he has his plan and he's everything he's doing is based off that end goal. You know. Um, but so if the like, GM is gone, that changes things. Well, well if you're that's three and thirteen and the GM is gone. But but that's the thing. I mean, with the defense that he's built, um, you know, it's kind of like. It just it'll just throw everything off. That's my only thing. But with all that being said, yes, three and thirteen, you go get your quarterback, um, and I think you just take it from there. Because like if you go three and thirteen, you're you're gonna you're gonna be firing people anyway. Like there's right. no way around that. I mean, you're three and thirteen after what everybody's expecting. That's 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 a shit show. Mm-hmm. I don't know my answer to this question, so I'm just going to go say that <laughs> neither of those scenarios are going to happen. The Bears are going 10-6, and six and we don't have to worry about it, all right? That's, That's not how the would-you-rathers work, Kevin. <laughs> I'm, I'm working my way out of this would-you-rather. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, if I if I wanted to answer it, which I don't, God, I'll, I'll go 8-8. Eight and eight. Just I don't want to deal. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> you know, you're stuck in mediocrity and I, picking 16 again? 
Look, let, I'm just I. Well, here's what's gonna happen. Look, the Bears gonna be picking 16. Justin Fields is gonna like tear his ACL or something, so he's gonna like end up. Jesus you know, Christ, <laughs> dude, that's fall that, a bit, that's and then Bryce Richards gonna move that's up your and get him. That, that's freaking. He's in a, he goes to Ohio State saying shit like this. Like, I'm what? just throwing out scenarios here. Ryan Pace is gonna <laughs> trade up for him, so if we go. Eight and eight doesn't matter. He's he's gonna he's gonna find his way to get a quarterback. Goodness gracious! Oh my god! <laughs> Kick, oh, expel Lord. this man from the Ohio State University right now. Or, hey, or he... I have another I have another proposal right here. The Bears the Bears make the playoffs, and then the next year after you know uh, Jaden Daniels has played his junior year, oh, quarterback from Arizona uh, State. Jaden Daniels. Yep. Come on, guys. Come on. All right. Guys. If we're doing this, might as well consider Brandon Peters, too. Oh! If, if we're throwing quarterbacks out there. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Team or something. God. He said Brandon Peters, man. Come on. Like, now you're just disrespecting the podcast. Well, actually, I don't think, I don't think any of that. All, all of our listeners right now are probably sitting back thinking, who in the hell is Brandon Peters? Oh, what the I hell? I don't think we have an about? Illinois fan base on a Chicago podcast. Yeah. What, yeah, we, what do you think we got? Northwestern. You are an Illinois fan. <laughs> what do you think we got? Northwestern fans. Hey, maybe. Oh man. Northwestern's gonna win two games next year. What are we talking about here? Northwestern has Buff Joe's. Does U of I have Buff Joe's? <laughs> Illinois has Brandon Peters. What are we talking about here? <laughs> They're probably just thinking we're taking names out of a random name generator. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, these are generic right. names too. <laughs> All right. That's that's a good point to end this before this gets more off the rails. Uh, thank oh, you guys for listening. As always, we appreciate you, the listeners. Josh, if you made it this far, which you undoubtedly did, we love you. Good luck with your next kid. Um, obviously, we're still in a group chat. I don't know why we we're acting like we don't talk to him anymore, but. <laughs> Listeners, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate all of you. Thank you for listening, especially in the off season and everything's weird right now. Um, you're working from home, so if you are choosing to listen, you're probably just listening in your living room, which is, you know, respectable. That's fine. Do your thing. Uh, go off. But we appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening, as always. Chris and Kevin, always a pleasure to talk to you guys. This has been Bears Nation Podcast. We will see you next time. Bear down.